0: Hey How are we doing? Hope you're all well and welcome to podcast number six. Last week I talked about the few times that I'd been on the telly and I thought this week I'd talk about the few times that um, I've been connected with films. The first film that I'd like to talk about was called The Art of Catching Lobsters. This was a documentary about um, the local, well-known Cornish playwright Nick Dark and it was made by his wife Jane. For any of you that don't know um, much about Nick, his family, well for generations they lived here on the north coast of Cornwall, um, originally I think at Padstow and then they moved to Porth Bay just a few miles down the coast. As well as being a successful playwright, um, Nick also did a bit of lobster fishing, and also every day he would go beachcombing at Porthcothon, or as he liked to call it, Reckon. Wreckers in the old days in Cornwall was just working class people, and money was short, so they would go down to the coast every day just to see what had been washed up, see if they could use it for anything or sell it, and... Obviously there were times when there were shipwrecks and they could get um anything that was washed up. Anyway, um yeah, Nick used to go down to the beach every day and um whatever he did find he used to take it home and he would always try and trace it back and find out where it originally came from, you know, which part of the world. Our family had um known the dark family for a long time really and um it was very sad when Jane contacted us about Nick. He'd suffered a stroke, and um, I think a film was being made about his recovery from this. And sadly, he was then diagnosed with cancer. And just a few weeks after this diagnosis, I think it was that he actually did pass away. Jane and the family decided to carry on with the film, and it included the preparation for the funeral, as well as the day itself. As you can see in the film, uh, the funeral was a very special event, and it took place on the beach at Porthcothan just a few feet away from Nick's home. Over the years, Nick had recovered loads of wood from the seashore, and his family and friends used some of this driftwood to make his coffin. Uh, this did make it very heavy, and I know on the day the bearers actually carried it using straps and oars from boats. I remember myself found all of the bearers had taken our shoes and socks off and rolled up our trousers because we had to actually walk through the stream by the beach here at Porthcothan um, as we headed back to the hearse and then on to the local churchyard. We did hear, actually, that... Um, the following day, there was torrential rain down at Porthcoffin, and um, where we'd actually been standing uh, when the funeral took place, apparently all the sand had been washed away, and um, there they found an unexploded German bomb from World War Two. But... Um, yeah, if if you ever get chance to watch this film, I'm sure you can still get it. It's a very moving film, and um, it covers everything I've spoken about um, today. But um, yeah, very very moving. The other film I'm going to talk about today is um, Saving Grace, and this film was based in Port Isaac, and the spin off of the film was the series I think it's just finished now called Doc Martin. We were asked if we could provide some staff for the film. They wanted a funeral director and four bearers, and the filming for our part would take place over two days. When they got back in touch with us um, and told us the days they wanted us, we did check our diaries, and I didn't have any funerals on either day, but Father did on the first day. So um, when we did go to do the filming, I went as the funeral director, and the bearers was Ron Curthew, Johnny Farrett, Gordy Dennis, and Charlie Kessel. They told us they wanted us early up at Boss Castle. I think it was 7 o'clock in the morning, um, which is early for me. So um, anyway, we went up there, reported for duty. So I said, right, what do you want us to do first? And I always remember they said, well, the first thing you must do is go to the catering truck and get a good breakfast in here. Our first scene was on the clifftops near Farabree Church there um, near Boscastle. And the funeral procession was to be filmed walking along the cliff towards the church. I remember I was um, stood in front there with Leslie Phillips. He was the actor that was playing the vicar at the time. And I always remember him asking me to have a a look up to see when they give us the nod for us to start walking, because he said, I can't see a damn thing. So this scene was right at the beginning of the film. Um, In fact, I remember it was back in the day when I still had blonde streaks in the air. Um, But um, we spent most of the day hanging around up there and um, did a few minutes filming here and there, and I think we got home about 7 o'clock in the evening. For the second day, um, they asked again for the four bearers, but also they wanted our limousine um, for the scene where Brenda Blethen was um, filmed as we was going through the, the plat there at Port Isaac. I remember that the producers, they was very strict about continuity, and um, I can remember they looked horrified when we turned up, and poor old Ron Curthew there, um, we'd been out in the sun the previous day doing the filming, and Ron had caught the sun, and um as soon as they saw him they whisked him away to the makeup department and I think he was there a good twenty minutes or more while they put the makeup on to disguise his sunburn. However, if you look very closely at the film, you will see that we did manage to dodge their continuity regime, and it's something they never picked up on. As I mentioned earlier, um I didn't have a funeral either day. But Father did on the first day. But he really wanted to, to experience um, this film and etc. So um, without telling any of the film crew, on the second day, Charlie stayed home and Father took his place. You may have seen um, Doctor Who programs where the existing Doctor regenerates into the new Doctor. Well, this was the Cornish version of that really when... um. Charlie Castle regenerates into Rombray. What they didn't tell us on that day was that um, they still wanted the undertaker to walk in front of the bearers with the limo behind. But, um, of course, we didn't realise that, so I was driving the limo, so when you see the bearers coming up around the bend from the Golden Lion, um, I'm nowhere to be seen. Obviously, we met um, Brenda Bleffen and Leslie Phillips that day, but um, Martin Clunes, he wouldn't down for the filming at that point. And I think it was our friend Damien, Damien Bolton from Port Isaac. I'm pretty sure he was his stand-in for the, the two days that we were there filming. The film was a real success, really. Um, we had the local premiere at the Regal in Wade Bridge, which um, was good. And um, I had... Friends from, well, pretty much all the world that had emigrated or whatever that was getting in touch, you know, a month or two later saying, Oh, we've just seen you on the, on the big screen sort of thing. And, um, I remember Peter Sandry, dear of him from Rumford. Um, he was on holiday. I think he was on a cruise, he said. And, um, he went into the cinema one night, saw it was a British film on, didn't know what it was. And, um, he said, I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw you lot walking across the screen. So I think that's about it, really, for this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and um, wish you well. And I'll see you again next week. Do get us.